and you were like fake shivering. Oh, I'm so cold. Oh, help me, help me, I'm so cold. And I was like, uh, well, you can either freeze <laughs> and be a bit cold, or we can die. Hello and welcome to the All Figured Out podcast with me, Sean Jai Krishna. This is a space where I discuss the pressures that some may feel to have it all figured out, when really, you don't need to have it all figured out, and really, it shouldn't matter, as long as we're all taking steps to be better than the person we were yesterday. So join me as I share methods and practices, thoughts and ideas, even experiences of myself and of other people with the aim to encourage, inform, inspire, and if nothing else, then entertain the listeners of the All Figured Out podcast. Hello and welcome back to the All Figured Out podcast with me, your boy, Sean JK. Once again, thanks for being here. This week, a slightly different episode as we're diving into relationships. And this is kind of like a a series or a topic that I want to keep coming back to and talking about relationships. I've been in a relationship now with my now fiance, Olivia Keane, for about six years now. And I asked her to join me on this episode in this kind of introductory slash kickoff episode to future topics that I want to get into. Um, so without further ado, Olivia, thanks for coming. Hello, glad to be here, finally. How do you on feel? On the seventh episode. It's a privilege. Yeah? An honour. Not nervous or anything? No. Nope. <laughs> Olivia was literally <laughs> dying inside before we got on here. Um, but yeah, like I said, we're just going to, it's a bit more of a playful one, a bit more of a uh, almost a little bit of an under the hood episode as well, I guess, and seeing what goes into us, some of the things that we've done over the years. I know a lot of the people listening to this might have been able to see us, um, you know, from when we were going out from the beginning uh, to where we are now. Some of you maybe know us from our more recent journey. Maybe some of you don't even know that we're engaged yet. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about some things that we'd learned along the way. And at the time when we made some of these mistakes, we didn't actually know why they were mistakes, why they were wrong, and what we were doing wrong. And only now, in hindsight, did we realise what those were. And we're now we're able to talk about it and share about it. Um, so I'm going to hand over to Olivia, and she's going to talk through um, number one, which is... It is a difference in love languages. Right, and what are love languages? So love languages, I was very unconvinced to begin with. But it's basically just... Why were you unconvinced about what love languages were? Because I'm always really sceptical of anything that puts people into categories. Okay. So originally I was really unconvinced, but actually it's more about where you place value, um, what means a lot to you. Um, And after filling out the survey, actually a lot of the answers made sense in terms of our relationship. So... For example, when I filled out the survey, my top love language was actually um, quality time, which makes total sense because throughout our whole relationship, I have always been wanting to spend more time with you than perhaps (laughs) you have wanted to with me. Um, Which sounds quite harsh. (laughs) Which does sound really harsh. But as in, I I wanted to go on more dates and spend more time together and that was really important to me. Um, Whereas when you filled out, acts of service and physical touch were your top. Yeah. Which also makes sense. Yeah. And I was only really 
kind of exposed to this idea of love languages, which again, even when I first heard about it, it did sound quite weird. But I got it from my parents because they're marriage counsellors. Um, and, you know, they, they said it's something that a lot of people don't ever really find out. And you can have these mismatches in what you value. So there's, there's an example that we have here that kind of paints the picture of where those mismatches can cause problems if not addressed, or if you don't really take time to identify what that love language is, um, which we which we obviously hadn't. Um, so there was this one time in it was fairly early on in our relationship. Yeah, wasn't yeah, it? it was year twelve, I think. Yeah, uh, so we've been going out for maybe a year and a half, maybe a year by this point, and. <laughs> So like, you know, we go to, we went to the same sixth form, we were going to school and we'd often sit in a group with other people and we'd have lunch together and, um, you know, with these other people and everyone's there, but you know, I'd, we'd be sitting at the same table, I'd be eating my lunch, whatever it is, you'd be eating your lunch. Uh, and then when it got to the evening or after school, or possibly even, yeah, mainly the evenings, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what happened then? Well, I would be like, oh, I feel like I haven't seen you for ages. Mm. And you'd be like, what? I saw you at lunch today. <laughs> Bearing in mind, lunch was in a common room of 200 plus people. Okay, there were not 200 people in the common yes, room. Yes, there were. It's not that big. And we'd have we'd be having lunch with like 30. Yeah, there, there was a lot of people there, but... So, yeah, and I guess to kind of break this down as to where the mistake really comes in is when Olivia said, I want, I haven't seen you or I want to see you, I took it quite literally at face value, <laughs> which, which I think a lot of guys do, to be fair. And I was kind of like, what do you mean? I saw you at lunch, which, you know, now it's like, now I'm looking back and thinking, was, was that just like a quick like remark that you're trying to get back like a little joke like, oh i saw no, you you were serious but i was deadly serious i was like what do you mean you haven't seen me like we literally had lunch together and we weren't on a date or anything it was just you know we were together when we had lunch um <laughs> so then when she said you haven't i haven't seen you i was like uh well no i, I literally saw you earlier um and and that for me i didn't really realize that for olivia the thing that she was getting at is she didn't want to just see me and spend time with me but she wanted to spend quality time with me, yeah. which is very different to just the 40 minute lunch we spent sat at the same table. Yeah. Instead, it's, you know, it might have been 40 minutes, might have been an hour, whatever it is, doing something together, whether that's an activity, you might be watching something, um, but basically just the two of us. Yeah. Um, and I think for, this is something that I, I haven't really seen in many couples our age. I don't really know why, to be honest. Because I think it could save you a lot of headaches down the road. Um, there are, I mean, altogether, there's what? There's five, isn't there? Yeah. There's, so you, you were quality there's time. Quality time, physical touch, acts of service, gifts, and words of affirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gifts is an interesting one as well, actually, because a lot of people kind of shy away like as in they don't want to be the one that appreciates gifts yeah they don't it want seems gifts like materialistic yeah exactly but i was speaking to some other friends of mine who they actually came you know their number one love language was gifts mm. and they were there was no shame about it no. um so like for example words of affirmation is where you tell someone that you love them yeah and this person was like don't tell me you love me show <laughs> me you love me with a new watch or new shoes or whatever it is um, and you know that they really appreciated gifts yeah. 
Whereas for us, it kind of fell a lot lower down yeah. the list. Where, you know, we like gifts. Everyone likes gifts. You got me a really nice new watch. You got me these new shoes. You got me a really nice ring. <laughs> yeah, I got you a really nice ring. Um, a lot of jewellery, actually. <laughs> uh, and obviously it's nice, but perhaps Olivia might appreciate what you might appreciate going on a date or something. Yeah, I think if you're going to spend money on me, I'd rather it be like taking me out for dinner or splitting a bill or, you know, I want it to be doing something together. Yeah. And for me, that that is what I value the most. And that's when I feel like I've really seen you and I've spent time with you. And, you know, it's nice to just have a chat about what you've been up to, even if it's like really menial conversation. Yeah. It's stuff that you don't necessarily get a chance to talk about yeah. when you're in a group. Yeah, true, true, true. And this is something that it's just, a, I suppose, a brief introduction to this idea and concept and something that I potentially want to get into further down the line in another episode, really getting into the grit of love languages and how they can impact our relationships, but also the communication of our relationships, which brings us on to the Number next two. one. <laughs> do, do, do you want to explain this story yeah. or shall I? I'll go for it. All right, we'll both do it. We have two sides of the story then. Okay. So, number two, I've labelled miscommunication slash fear of vulnerability. So, I think sometimes you don't want to or someone might not realise that they haven't communicated actually what they're thinking or feeling. And it might just be a miscommunication. It might just be that they haven't realised. Or it might be something that they're actually worried about communicating or... Maybe they're embarrassed by it, or maybe, um, yeah, maybe they feel too proud to share it. Um, so one really silly example, but at the time it's not silly. It was definitely not <laughs> silly at the time. It was very serious. We were driving back from Edinburgh, and it had been a really long day, Quite to a be long fair. day, yeah. Um, it's about a two-hour drive from Newcastle to Edinburgh, and we were on the drive back, um, and we'd, yeah, we'd had a busy day, seen lots of different people, um, got in the car, I was cold, which is... Shock. <laughs> pretty normal. Fairly typical. Yeah, so I was there, still in my coat, really cold, shivering. So I... You were not shivering. I was. <laughs> I was. Right, okay, okay, okay. So I, I turned the dial too hot, thinking it's really obvious that I'm cold right now. I'm pretty sure I was telling you that I was cold. I switched it to hot. And sat there and just waited for it to get hot. And then 30 seconds later, Sean switched it to cold. Which I then took as a personal attack on my temperature because I was cold. So I was then like, what are you doing? It's freezing. And you were like... I don't know, uh, but yeah, basically I just flicked it back to hot and I was like, I don't... Oh no, back to cold, sorry. And I was like, I don't want it to be warm. Because I have to drive back and I don't want to fall asleep and I don't want to feel drowsy. And then you were like, well, I'm freezing. And you were like fake shivering. <laughs> it wasn't like, fake. Oh, I'm so cold. <laughs> oh, oh, help me, help me. I'm so cold. And I was like, uh, well, you can either freeze <laughs> and be a bit cold or we can die. Because and you actually said that. Yeah, I was like, if it's too warm, I will fall asleep. We will crash the car. And we will die. And you were not laughing when you said that. No, it sounds funny now. But <laughs> basically what was kind of going on there is 
hadn't really communicated what was going on in my head very effectively. It was just kind of, we were flicking back this temperature gauge to hot and cold and it was getting more and more, we were both getting more and more irritated yeah. the more it went on and then finally I just erupted. But what was really happening was, like Olivia said, we had a long day, we'd watched the rugby and had like one beer at the rugby because um, I knew the legal limit was two so I was like, right, I'll have one beer and then we'll get in the car and we'll go home. And then actually he's at the pub during a conversation that I I didn't even know, but I found out in Scotland that you can't drive at all oh, yeah. if you if you're if you had a beer. Yeah. Like there's like a zero tolerance policy. So then in I didn't want to express it, but in my head I'm kind of stressing out because yeah. I've had one beer now. Um, you know I felt I felt fine, absolutely fine. Um, but I was like, okay, now I've got a two and a half hour drive home. It's darker than you yeah. know the way up. And uh, I usually run quite hot anyway. So when, when Olivia was turning it to warm, in my head it was like, do you not even care that we could die? Because <laughs> I was so stressed out about, you know, falling asleep at the wheel or that was the primary concern. And then in my head it just unleashed all this other stuff about yeah. how, like, I <laughs> I started going on about how oh, you can never be uncomfortable and you can never just put yourself into a into discomfort for the benefit of someone else. It actually got very, very personal I very was quickly. Shocked. Olivia was just there, shivering, like <laughs> mouth open, like, oh, what is going on? I thought we were talking about the temperature of the car. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, so did I. And then it was a very silent journey home. <laughs> yeah, it was. If, and we always say, we always kind of joke about it, if there was ever a time that we would be the closest to breaking up it would be in, in a car. the car yeah every time um <laughs> we could probably get into another episode about that <laughs> but so what is the i suppose the learning point or the solution from that um i think realizing that someone else might be feeling differently to how you're feeling and actually when you get to know someone you start to realize when they're not feeling completely okay and i think it's just asking the right questions and asking whether they are worried about something like making that space available for them to tell you that actually this is what I'm worried about and mm. making sure that they know that you wouldn't laugh at them or you wouldn't yeah tell them that's ridiculous um, yeah I think also addressing the expectation because I kind of got into the car and just expected that whatever temperature I wanted it at is what it will be because yeah. I'm driving, which yeah. is, you know, actually not that, <laughs> not, it's, that's not that unreasonable, <laughs> now I'm saying it, but, oh, and then I had all this yeah. other stressful stuff, where it was like, in my head, I'd completely justified why I was right, but I'd never actually said to you any of those justifications, I just came in straight in at the, kind of the bottom line of it needs to be hot because, yeah. and when you weren't, <laughs> when you flicked it back, it was like, <laughs> we will die <laughs> we will literally die yeah I think on my part as well you know my place was also coming from a selfish place you know I wasn't thinking about the fact that actually you were worried about it you know which is unusual for me normally I'm quite in tune with what you're worried about but at that time I was so focused on how I felt that I completely just did not realize yeah. that's how you felt and this is, I suppose, a more trivial, I guess, example. Isn't yeah. it? It's a bit of a silly one. But, you know, seriously, 
communication or miscommunication is a common sore spot. And, you know, there's statistics upon statistics to back this up as well. Um, I was reading this article by, I believe it was um, University College London, UCL London, and they did a study and they tried to correlate or find what the top causes were for long-term relationship, marriage or cohabitation breakdown was, and they listed a few, and they said that communication was the, you know, the biggest one, the yeah. biggest culprit, because it there's so many times where you're having to, like, and this is something that I want to get into in another episode as well, is that there's the quantity and frequency of communication, then there's the quality and the, uh, the quality of the communication and what you're actually communicating, and there's so many times throughout your relationship where that's important, particularly you know, in a long distance relationship, yeah. which we did for so long, well, for, you know, three years, four years, four years, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, did for four years where you, you know, you need to be communicating frequently, but also to a certain depth. Yeah. You know, if I just talk to you about what the weather was like every day, um, <laughs> where I was, and you, and you didn't say, we haven't really learned anything about each other or really told each other how we're doing, anything like that. Um, but yeah, this study, you know, it might sound obvious, but the number one culprit, and there's the stats there to back it up as well, and it was a study, I think there was about 706 men that took it and about 1,254 women that took it, and that in and of itself, I think is quite telling about, you know, someone puts a relationship questionnaire in front of you, and how much, almost double the amount of women took it, the number of men, but like, that might be another episode. Um, but it also it highlights in this article that young people also really want to know the skill of communicating and communication yeah. within relationships because there's so many workshops and so many how-tos when it comes to the physical stuff and the sexual stuff but they you know they don't really teach you the basics you kind of left to your own devices and how to communicate with each other and it's probably the most important part of your relationship yeah definitely definitely more so than the physical and the sexual stuff yeah. by far but We'll move on to the last one, and the third and final mistake slash lesson is uh, mismatching of expectations, and that's I suppose that's quite a broad one, and you could take a lot of avenues for that. But this one essentially, I'll <laughs> I'll paint I'll paint it with a picture, and um, with a a story from us. So. We were one time in London on a date, had a really nice dinner date, very romantic, absolutely lovely. I can't remember what we ate, but it was probably Thai food, we're going for a little Thai phase at the moment. And But yeah, had this really lovely date, very romantic, hand in hand, walking back to the station, and Olivia turns to me and goes, oh, so would you want to watch when we get back? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? what do I want to watch when I get back? Uh, I'm going to go home. And then Olivia's like, oh, no, 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 no. You, you know, you can come to mine and, you know, we can put the kettle on and drink some tea and watch a film <laughs> or watch a murder documentary or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, and I was like, uh, no, I'm, I'm just going to go home. And then both of us, well, kind of stopped dead in our tracks, kind of <laughs> turned and looked at each other. And it was like the battle of, of will really yeah. <laughs> in terms of what we wanted and like in my head like well I'll explain what was going on in my head and you explain what's going on in your okay. head in my head when Olivia said let's go on a dinner date to London I was like yep yeah, let's do that lovely 
let's go on a dinner date to London. So we had the dinner date, and then in my head, I'd always expected that I would just go back to my house, go back to my room, go to bed, whatever it is. But that might have not been the case for you. No, in my head, if you go on any kind of dinner date, there's kind of always an expectation that you would get the train home together, that you would come back, that you would chill, watch a film, because in my head, it felt like we were on a first date, like we met in London, we had dinner, we said goodbye and went separate ways, and I was like, wait a second, we've been dating for four years, where are you going? Like, and to me, that was really, really strange that that I had to explain that to you because that was something that I just completely expected with no explanation needed. Yeah, so that's that's kind of a mismatch of expectations coupled with a miscommunication yeah. as well and not communicating the expectations because the, the, I suppose the deeper point is are those expectations justified? And I think both of us <laughs> were perfectly justified. Yeah. It's just we hadn't communicated those expectations to each other and found a, or not not necessarily a compromise but a place of something that we're both happy yeah um, and again it's, it's a fairly trivial example and it's kind of silly but it's just something that we can use that really paints this picture or puts across this idea that you know it's it's everyone has expectations of what your relationship what a date what the you know, the shared workload within a marriage, yeah. whatever it might be, everyone has those expectations. And usually it comes from your parents and what they did. Um, everyone has those expectations, but we never really acknowledge it to ourselves and then communicate it to other people and find out what their expectations are. So again, that's something that I do want to cover more in depth in a future episode. Um, but, you know, in this episode, we just kind of touched on it a little bit, that it is important to be communicating those expectations to each other. And it links back to what you were saying about creating space to do that. Yeah. Feeling comfortable to do that. That yeah. you're okay telling me what it is that you expect from the relationship. I'm okay telling you. And we are both okay having that <laughs> discussion, confrontation yeah. maybe. Um, not necessarily argument, but working out what those ex- what expectations meet both of our kind of tick both of our boxes and we're both happy to yeah, receive I think, it. Like you said as well, it's the first step is acknowledging what your expectations are because even after however many years that we've been dating, I still I still am shocked by how different our expectations of something can be. Yeah. <laughs> and I just won't even think it's something that I need to tell you until yeah. we are in that place of confrontation. Yeah. Which doesn't happen often. But when it does happen, in the moment is that it feels really yeah. surprising and it's yeah. really upsetting and really feels unnatural because we, we never argue. And so, and then looking back, you can kind of laugh at it and think that situation in London was ridiculous and like yeah. either way, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Yeah. But in the moment, you know, I did feel really, really shocked. <laughs> but really, that's, really cross. That's something that like, I don't think really changes to be honest, because even my parents have been married for 30-something years now. They, My mum always says that my dad just shocks and surprises her out of nowhere <laughs> yeah, with these random ideas and notions and whatever it might be. And she says, you know, because people will change you constantly. Yeah. That, that could be a future episode. But I think I'm going to wrap this one up here and say first and foremost, Olivia, 
Thank you very much for coming on the podcast, making your debut. Thanks for having me. I feel like there's so much more I want to say now. Yeah, maybe we might have to restrict that a little <laughs> bit. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being here. I hope you got some value from that. This episode was, I guess, kind of more like an introduction into the topics that I want to get into later, talking about relationships, talking about you know things like communication, things like uh, managing expectations, stuff like that, things that are really important. And as a young adult, we don't really talk about that often, um, but I'm sure will be helpful, useful, pay dividends in the future. So yeah, there you have it. As always, can I ask you for three things and be really cheeky in one. If you enjoyed this, then feel free to give it a review on, I know uh, Apple Podcasts lets you do it. I'm sure there's some other ones that let you do it as well. Um, secondly, if you want to provide me with some feedback, whether it be good, whether it be bad, a suggestion, perhaps a question that you have, feel free to drop a comment, feel free to send me a text, DM me on Instagram, email me, send me a pigeon. Or third and finally, uh, if you think this was useful, helpful for someone else, feel free to send it to them, drop them the link, or even just bring it up in conversation. But yeah, that's all from us. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye.